of 10x hacks for startup and venture success this is your host Veera Patil and today we have a very special guest uh, from Silicon Valley Prem Talreja and what's extremely valuable from his background is he's got over three decades of experience in making entrepreneurs and innovators successful not only in the semiconductor industry but as an investor and a startup coach i met him at a founders workshop and i was totally blown away by the amount of maturity and focus and clarity he brings to founders so uh, without further ado let's get started uh, you know um, with uh, prem atalreja a beautiful conversation on his latest venture Welcome, Prem. Thank you, thank you, Vidya. I really appreciate your putting this together, and uh, so nice to get to know you. And of course, welcome to all your uh, uh, audience as well. Uh, I just want to add to what Vidya said that you know uh, there is nothing that replaces experience in life. And so, having been in the Silicon Valley and networked with some of the stalwarts of our industry and seen up close how companies have done well and uh, not so well you you gather a lot of information and so now is an opportunity for me to give back this knowledge and share it uh, with the young uh, emerging entrepreneurs that are very very exciting uh, group of people that are coming out but as a background of course just quickly I am from India I went to Pittsbilani uh, I went to University of Wisconsin for my education and master's in engineering uh, and I worked as a chip designer and then I went to Duke for my MBA uh, and I've been in various corporate roles, uh, general management and uh, marketing and sales roles. Uh, in corporate world, I was involved in three startups of my own with my with, with colleagues. Uh, and then uh, I, as Vidya also mentioned that uh, in 2012, I broke away from the corporate role responsibility into becoming a uh, entrepreneur uh, or rather a investor uh, into uh, new startups and my focus uh, shifted towards cloud and infrastructure and that's when I partnered up as an investor limited partner with a very very good early stage investment firm called The Fabric and The Fabric is very focused on cloud infrastructure SaaS based uh, software solutions for infrastructure management so I obviously learned a lot, but I also worked at Fabric uh, very closely with the entrepreneurs. So when we would invest in early stage companies, uh, we would work very closely with them to validate or reduce the risk or increase the probability of success, let's put it that way, mm -hmm. uh, in the early stages. And that's what I've been doing ever since then. Uh, I've expanded my role besides Fabric. I work with another fund called the Emergent Venture Capital. Mm -hmm. And then I also do some of my own private investments in areas that don't fit into those two companies' portfolios. So anyway, that's what I do. And I love actually interacting with entrepreneurs and giving back to them what I've benefited and sincerely wish them the best ways to avoid the pitfalls that we all know are out there. Awesome. Uh, great introduction. Thank you, Prem. And uh, you mentioned you're a faculty at UC Santa Cruz Continuing Studies, which is... Uh, uh, well, yeah. 
Thank you. I was a fac- faculty last two years. I've not been able to make time for that, but for almost seven years, from uh, 2003 to 2012, or even more, uh, I was uh, yeah till till 15. I was a faculty, or let's call it a lecturer, uh, at UC Santa Cruz Extension. If those of you in the Valley will know, on 101 in Great America, there was a there's a wonderful building. The logo of UC Extension, and I had the privilege of being a uh, lecturer on courses on marketing, entrepreneurship, and uh, I actually even taught my accounting for some. It was really fun, and I think, as they say in the industry, or we all say that, if you want to sharpen your own tools, then try teaching uh, somebody else to use those tools. Exactly. Then you get better yourself. And I think I polished and sharpened my marketing skills. by teaching marketing awesome awesome so uh, so prem you are uh, were very excited to share about your latest venture uh, during covid times we all know that a lot of small businesses and medium businesses are getting impacted and uh, we need people to rescue them uh, this is a, a helpless dire state situation uh, where uh, people are taking a hit on their livelihood So, yes. uh, can you share a little bit more how your next venture uh, plays into this? Rest- Very much so, and and you know I think that uh, even before COVID, we all know that uh, the livelihood or the growth of America is in small medium businesses, and those of us in high tech, you know, may overlook that point, but really that's the lifeline of this country: small medium businesses. the brick and mortar businesses or individuals uh and so in reality what happens is that those small medium businesses don't go the venture capital route most of the time because they are privately held there's no equity to be given in return for money so they are actually funding their growth by either uh, income that they receive from their successful business or they get funding from banks or friends and family you know they take loans uh and we've i've known this that that's a multi multi trillion dollars of funding that happens through private equity through banks and all that what happened uh but and that was sort of on the back of my mind always and even our startups at some point when they get to a certain stage of year 3 or 4 and they have revenue coming in and they are going in for series b of funding there's a delay so there is an intermediate time when they need mezzanine fund or they need a line of credit and things like that so i've seen that happen uh and on the vc side we don't worry about that because we are venture capitalists but i've always felt that uh, that's an area that i wanted to get into so yes i'm excited to tell you that uh i got into becoming now in addition to venture capital i've become now a loan advisor for a commercial credit or commercial loan advisor right you can say i'm a broker but yes i'm an advisor which means that reason is that i have access to 50 plus lenders that i can match against a need and then advise my clients on what would be a better solution should they wish to go down that path now why is that important is the following which is what you were mentioning about covid also is that small medium businesses generally have the hardest time to get money from the banks 
because banks have very high bar for FICO, FICO scores and for your history of your credit and uh, your relationship and so on and so forth. So very often these business owners are unable to get the credit or the loan they want and generally their need is immediate. They would like to have the money now so right. that they can invest to grow. And right. so when they get turned down from a bank, it's not because they are a bad company to loan. It's just the banks have very high bars because of their own fiduciary responsibilities and uh, FDIC requirements. Now, banks do fund it. That's their business. But when COVID hit, all the more, or whenever there's a financial downturn, banks act immediately pull back yes. because they have to save cash uh, at that time. So what they do is somebody's got a $500,000 line of credit, let's say, and the banks have to pull back. They'll get a letter saying your $500,000 line of credit has been cut back to 200,000. Now, if that person has already borrowed 200,000, assuming that they had another 300 they could have used, where are they going to go? Yeah. Are they going to shut down? They, that hurts them. Then you get COVID. So then you have tight cash flow also because some of the contracts are coming in slower, some of the payments are being delayed, you're also giving them relief. So where do you come up with capital in those situations? And you're not going to go to Sandal Road Venture Capital to get that money. <laughs> I felt a real sense of uh, opportunity, let's put it that way. Of course, I'm an entrepreneur. So I created an entrepreneurial journey to get into financial lending. But I also felt that this is a chance to also serve a group of merchants, companies, individual owners that could be facing this thing. And I am seeing the evidence of that. And, you know, Vidya, I wouldn't say it's a dire situation. I wouldn't say that it's desperation out there. These entrepreneurs, uh, business owners, they are very creative. Mm -hmm. They know how to tighten belts. They know how to, you know, get the most out of it. They use PPP funding and everything they could retain their employees and all of that. So I, I am actually encouraged by the small businesses, which is lifeline of this country, which is what you know the politicians talk about, but it is true. I mean, I'm not from a small business background in America, but I can now see what is the fabric of this country. <laughs> Coming and, from fabric, uh, fabric yeah. itself, you're now able to visualize the fabric. Thank you for listening to the podcast 10x hacks for startup and venture success this is your host Vida patel i'm bringing you interviews of investors and founders from silicon valley and across the globe this podcast takes a lot of time and effort so please support this by subscribing to my itunes soundcloud and linkedin podcast pages also please leave your valuable feedback I will try to make this podcast better with your comments. Thank you so much. It's the foundation of this country and, and not see yeah, my local bagel store, my local dry cleaner, my local, uh, you know, uh, franchise, you know, 
if they can survive through another 6 months even if they get a loan and the loan might appear to be more expensive but the point is what's the opportunity cost right. you know i talk to i have a gardener for example professional gardener i mean he comes in wearing a nice shirt with his logo on it he wears a white hat and i was talking to him and i said hey you know what's holding you back you know he said well covid and uncertainty but then i was talking to him about money and he said you know and he calls me mr prem you know and he goes mr prem if i had 50000 dollars i could buy a truck with two more lawn mowers right and i could hire more guys to go mow lawns or do landscaping here's an example and i told him i said okay can i help you now this is an opportunity cost right it's not how much will the loan cost it would be more of what can you generate because if i had that truck and that equipment i can generate 200000 more right. revenue mm-hmm. and feed five more people mm-hmm. okay, then what i can arrange for 50000 loan for you it may be expensive but it's only a six months a one year loan right so that's how it works in this business and so, i'm loving it so prem uh, tell me why is it that uh, people lack this financial education whether you know we uh, we talk, we interacted in the founders workshop there startup founders lack the financial education and you mentioned that you you know you have decades of experience in corporations helping corporate employees you know schedule the right interviews be- before they dive and build the product and now the same thing repeats with small businesses so why wow. do yes. people yes. lack financial education well i think that uh, one is i think the, you get into a rut you know you you if you're if you've got an existing business you get into a rhythm right you have a certain money coming in and you run with the cash flow you got expenses at home that's one aspect of it uh and i think the other is that you get so busy that you don't think outside from the forest from the trees you know you're in the trees and but to your point about entrepreneurs okay i'm surprised that how many great young people come up with such great ideas and want to start companies and they're valid ideas they're very good problems that can be solved but they lack financial background either it's because they have an engineering background they have not taken a business class they've not gone to an mba school or they have not thought about the finances and i think that is uh, a you know uh, you can say a blind spot for many people right that they have not actually realize that it's not just the product that you're going to invent that succeeds first the product must match the need of a market and yes. a customer yes that means it has to convince a customer to reach into their wallet and buy your product then comes the financing side which is that you you could if you run out of money faster than you can grow right then again you have a a situation where you you need to quickly have financial advice and i think that's what we vcs also do is make sure that entrepreneurs get the idea that you're not trying to boil the ocean you're just trying to solve a problem first right and solve it in the one year that you have the funds for because don't think of it like you're not going to get more money you're going to get more money if you continue to build credibility Yeah. and continue to build uh uh you know validation mm-hmm. so one of the things that 
uh, I do. And in fact, this uh, I'm flip-flopping on this, but this is what happens, right? I mean, even my gardener, I'll give you an example. When I was talking to him, I go, Ruben, his name is Ruben. I said, Ruben, do you have a website? <laughs> he goes, oh, no, no, Mr. Prem, I don't have a website. Yeah. He said, Ruben, in Silicon Valley at this time of the life, how can you not have a website? At least have a website. Now, I have nothing to do with it. And he goes, oh, really, Mr. Prem? I said, yeah, you should. And I said, it's very easy. You go on Wix and I'll make it for you as a friend. Right. Okay. But you should have a website because somebody has to find you because I can't keep referring customers to you. People have to find. And I showed him on the computer. I said, looking for a landscaper in Silicon Valley. I said, your name is not showing up. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So as an example, so entrepreneurs also, you have the same issues with them that they need to get the word out. They need to have the financial means to do that properly. All the more because it's a technology-driven solution. And uh, surprising how how little uh, people think about that. And that's uh, almost like a strategic thinking. Like Ruben, I gave him a strategy. You exactly. know. I'm thinking yeah. uh, you're getting into financial advice, advisory role, but you're actually strategically guiding the business. Yes. In fact, my website says that it is from venture capital to financial advising mm-hmm. to strategic advice. Awesome. Because they are interlinked. Even if I, I can't get it out of my system that if I'm going to talk to uh, George, my Saratoga bagel guy, mm-hmm. now that he knows me, I might talk to him and say, you know, your menus could be freshened up a little bit more, how you present right. it. Right. Now, I've been buying from him for 30 years, but I've never said that to him. But now I might be integrally involved with him, you know. So this comes as a second nature. And some people don't do it, some do it. But to me, if I'm going to invest in some company or if I'm going to help somebody raise money, yeah, it behooves me to at least show them the low-hanging tricks of the trade that I've learned over the years, and I've learned it from the best. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and so, at least they may work. Yeah. So your investing and the financial advising is all about making the founder successful. Essentially, that's what it's boiling down to. That, that's all that matters is to make the founder successful because, uh, Vidya, it is a very difficult step, an honorable step that an entrepreneur takes to give away the comfort of a well-paying job or doing working for somebody else into entrepreneurship. They put a lot of risk uh, in doing that. They, they delay gratitude yes. for a long time. Yeah. Okay. Therefore, for those of us from outside looking in, First, we cannot say, oh, this is not going to work. You're, you're yeah. wasting your time. We have to find a way to make them successful. Right. And their success is society's success. You can put it that way. But if their success is a journey. If an entrepreneur succeeds once, then even if that entrepreneur made a, a good bit of money for the venture capitalist, which right. is okay, right. they made money. But the thing is, the next startup will be even better. Right. it will come with a lot of confidence mm-hmm. and at that time the venture capitalist would be more than happy to invest in them yeah. and the third startup will be even better 
right because right. now the entrepreneur so what i try to explain to an entrepreneur also is that failure is not an option yeah there isn't you have to make it you work. have to <laughs> succeed because if you don't succeed as at this stage as an entrepreneur which is the hardest stage then in some respect uh you might put doubt in your own mind you might put doubts in other people later on saying there you go again yeah and you yeah. didn't succeed last time so the point is that you want to build a, a mindset in the entrepreneur and what is success success is that you received somebody else's money who was you know trusting you with venture capital you made something out of it and you ended up making that a successful venture even though you may say gee i only own 10% of this company that i made okay 10% of something is better than 100% of nothing right right and that's how it goes because that's building their reputation and their and once they get that by the way mm-hmm. when i talk to them in that manner and most other friends of mine talk the same way with entrepreneurs they get it because they realize that nobody actually held their hand and said this is a journey so don't you know over expect results now that part has something to do with luck and execution yeah but the journey is such that you should not we should try to make sure you don't fail now why would you so other part of that is how not to fail is that if somebody is giving you money then you pivot yeah why are you so stuck in the one problem you want to solve when you talk to 20 customers and that's right. the value and right. they say we are not going to buy this thing yeah you tell them that these are the 10 pain points i'm trying to solve and you say which 10 are important which three are more important to you and they pick the bottom three you're surprised that really well then solve those yes. three yes yes it's rather than say force them to buy the top 7 why yeah. yeah the founders have uh, such high momentum on their original ideas yes you have to it really takes a lot of shaking up to you know But get you them better with exactly with there you just said it exactly <laughs> and yeah. those entrepreneurs that can move right what we as investors look at as being flexible entrepreneurs who are willing right. to move with the wind yeah not willy nilly but with concrete information coming back from customers who say if you build this product i will buy it right right that's worth this is up. amazing you know what you can what it can do to small businesses considering the fact that they are agile and uh, you are uh, also giving them the financial education so yeah. uh, i'm amazed that you uh, got, you're thinking about small businesses uh, what a refreshing pivot to your own career yeah uh well it is it comes with uh long long time in being in the industry as well i have mm-hmm. friends who actually do voluntary work which is admirable at places like score and sba and places like that and they volunteer their time so you you, know? you saw the need you have seen a very strong need and that's why you have made this decision yeah. right yeah and i think it's, it's just uh, lucrative also uh, that, you know, i find it very satisfying and at this point of my life i think that uh, i can do well by satisfying my personal journey of uh, guiding advising funding you know whatever those things are uh, but i think that i find it very rewarding awesome 
so so prem uh, i think uh, it's a, it's a good uh, uh, point to uh, wrap up this segment i would love to do more podcasts and uh, learn more about specific case studies and how you're trying to help small businesses you know i consider myself a small business i'm a media entrepreneur i have a book and i have a podcast and a video show i'm sure i have a lot to learn from uh, you know veterans like you uh, because i had the same questions which you were asking through the podcast you know is this a good time to scale should i pivot who are my customers who should i talk to and you know what is this loan thing i never thought about a loan so yeah you know i absolutely there can be many more opportunities like this to speak with you vidya and thank you for giving me the opportunity and uh, i couldn't uh, be happier if this has an impact on even one person <laughs> i'm happy So I'm the first person here. So I'm <laughs> sure there will be a line of uh, people to follow. So thank you, Prem, and uh, I look forward to many more podcasts. Good luck with your latest venture, and uh, I will definitely keep the uh, listeners posted with your website and any more uh, promotional material to go with it. Thank you so much. I will do that. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much, Vidya. Awesome. Bye. Thank you for listening to the podcast 10x hacks for startup and venture success. This is your host Meeta Patel. I'm bringing you interviews of investors and founders from Silicon Valley and across the globe. By subscribing to my iTunes, SoundCloud and LinkedIn podcast pages. Also please leave your valuable feedback. I will try to make this podcast better with your comments. Thank you so much.